Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today we have a very special guest with us. We have Blair Eady of Atlantic Pacific. So Blair is one of the first people I ever followed on Instagram, and I followed your blog before Instagram was even a thing. She had had this um, painted clutch that she had featured, she had done, she, and I still think that Claire V kind of maybe copied you. <laughs> I don't know. We'll just keep that. Flattering. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, but she is one of the first friends I made through blogging. I was working at Bolobar at the time, and I think we sent you a ring, and you wore it on your blog, and it sent like probably like hundreds or thousands of clicks to our website and then we did a collaboration together and the rest was history yeah it was so much fun well thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to be here we're so glad you're here I feel like you have not a mysterious internet persona but your persona is so much about your clothes I'm excited to talk to you and get to know you as a person yeah absolutely I know this will be super fun I I definitely focus mostly on fashion on the blog so it is always fun to come on and do things like this where I can just talk a little bit more about everything behind the scenes yeah so we have a tradition that every episode we do our highs and our lows so we'll have you join us but we'll kick it off yeah great so we have the same high who gets to say it Um, I want to say it. Okay, you can say it. So you guys, we are having our first ever live show. It is actually crazy. I think it was one of the high points of my life. Caroline's on Broadway reached out. And at first I was like, wait, do you have the wrong podcast? Um, We've been thinking that we're too small or like we... I don't know yeah, that we, we couldn't do a live show. And when they reached out to us, it was the most flattering thing. Congratulations. Yes. That is so exciting. So you have to come. Yes, absolutely. I will be there. Um, it's March 31st at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are not on sale yet, but or they could be on sale already by now because we'll have sent, we were rec- recording this a little bit in advance. We'll let but you know we'll on let you know Facebook on, and on Instagram. social media and everything. But we're doing a live show at Caroline's. Like it holds 500 people, so we better. Sell it holds this thing 500 out. people. <laughs> I wasn't nervous, but they just said as long as we could get 60 people to come, we'd be fine. Guys, well, if you're in, I'll be there. Yes. If you're Perfect. in New York, you have to come. You have to come. It's gonna be so much fun. I what can't if it's wait. just us and Blair? Um, <laughs> it would still be fun. It'll still be fun. We'll okay. just drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm nervous, but it's definitely my high too that. Yeah we got approached for this and to yeah it's just so flattering and so exciting and I'm just really excited to get on a stage with you and talk I'm excited to meet the people who listen to our podcast I feel like I know so many of their names from the Facebook group and from the people who comment on our Instagrams that I'm excited to like see people in real life so we haven't figured fleshed everything out in full detail but the podcast like the show itself will be about an hour and a half and then we're gonna do a meet and greet and kind of just like hang out and have drinks afterwards so we're very excited it's this is crazy but we can't wait so that's our mutual high Blair what's your high from this past week Ooh. um so I don't know if this counts but my high would be that I actually booked a trip to Florida next week so especially right now it's like sleeting outside so I am so excited we have been working on the house down there for quite some time but whenever I get to go down there, especially during the winter, it makes me so happy. So I'm leaving next week. That's so oh, nice. That's How so long nice. are you going for? I'm going for a week. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's super fun. But I love going down there, obviously, to see the house progress and get some warm weather. But then it's just nice, I think, living in San Francisco for so many years and not being able to see my family as often. It's just such a, a treat to get to see my family. That's, yeah. so, that's nice. so nice. Yeah. yeah. Family time's the best. What about lows? Grace, what's your low? Um, 
my low isn't really that exciting. It's just that it's been a real struggle to get to yoga. And I, I find that like my mental health and my physical health is all intertwined. And if I am going to yoga like five days a week, I'm great. And if I'm not, then I just feel like a little bit grumpy and stressed. Okay. It's not a real, that's like not a real low. I, I couldn't really think of anything else. <laughs> but I feel like you have to have a low or else the universe is going to come get you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you have create to create a low for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Becca? So my low is that I'm very stressed and behind on work because I've been sick and I was in Mexico City last week and I'm still sick. And so I like want to just sleep in and not do anything. And I'm, my to-do list is very long and I'm very stressed about it. That's the worst. I know. Yeah. It's like the downside of like the double whammy of being away. Yeah. And like being under the weather. Yeah. So that's my low. Blair, what do you What's low? your low? I would say my low is they are doing massive amounts of construction outside at all hours of the night oh. recently. And I have not been able to get a good night's sleep in like two weeks. That so, sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we all live through it in New York. Like it yeah. happens, but it's just the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. So I would definitely my love. <laughs> I would be furious. I know. Yeah. Sleep is so important to me. Like, yeah. No, I love yeah. sleep. Yeah, it's one of my hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into all of the questions that you sent for Blair. Oh and my you God, sent, there were so many questions. Yeah, you which sent is amazing. so many. We were excited. We're going to have a quick desperation minute. Yes. So desperation minute is when we beg for reviews on our show. Yes. Yes. I love it. So if you are loving our podcast, Grace, what can you do? You can leave us a review in the iTunes store. Um, or you can tell a friend, put us on your Instagram story, join our Facebook group, or follow us on Instagram. Go do all of those things. Yes. We'll wait but, for you. And we really love when you write a review. Like, it's great. Give us five stars if you don't have time. But the written reviews are just so much fun to read. Our community, like, has a very deep creative writing talent. Yes. And it makes me happy. We've said this before. I'll say it again. Becca and my favorite game to play is to screenshot the reviews and send them to each other. So please give us some new material for that. Please do. Yes. Okay. Okay. Done. That was a quick desperation minute. It was very quick. That was like a desperation minute, desperation 20 seconds. Yes. All right. So Blair, oh my gosh, so many questions. So wait, Blair, you have had your blog for how many years now? So I started it in April of 2010. Um, so Grace is right when you were saying, I think I followed your blog before Instagram, yeah. which is always just kind of like a funny phenomenon to think about. I think nowadays, you know, being a quote unquote influencer, working in the digital space, uh, most people, I think, first think of Instagram. But yeah, yeah, I started my blog when I was living in San Francisco in 2010. Oh my gosh. So yeah. you're one of the OGs of fashion blogging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which also means I'm old. Um, no, so it does. Yes, absolutely. Well, no, but I, company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're old too. So um, no, but it's been great. And it's been such a, it's, it's just interesting because I think Grace, you can probably relate to this, but I think having started what feels like so long ago, I've been able to kind of like evolve and change with the industry and like learn as new things come up versus nowadays I think it would be completely overwhelming to kind of jump into it with everything going on and just like how much it's become a business and yeah so I think definitely I started back in the day when it was it was a true true hobby back to like the Chicktopia and Lookbook New Days yeah yeah good times that's so funny. Well, I'm curious. This wasn't even one of the questions, but before I get into them, what made you start your blog in the first place? Yeah. So uh, I was working at Gap Corporate, and um, my fiance, Andrew, was also working there. We were dating. Scandalous, I know. Um, and I was just talking to him about how interested I was that 
you know, when you work in a retail or a fashion environment, they create kind of these rig rooms for each season to say, like, what are we inspired by? What's going to drive the seasonal color palette and the styles? And a lot of the imagery had switched over in my time at Gap from editorials, you know, Vogue's of the world to street style and a lot of like the sartorialist imagery and like images off of Chictopia. And I just, yeah. it was amazing that like a multi-billion dollar company was making these decisions off of that. And he was like, well, if you're so interested in it, like why don't I'll take your picture before we go into work every day of like what you're wearing. And it started out as like a very simple concept of, I recognized that there was this community that was influencing the fashion world. And there was like a low barrier of entry. As you know, you just throw up a blog spot yeah. and like upload your pictures to like all of these kind of community boards. And that's how it started. So it was nice. I think he definitely encouraged me to like become a part of the community, which obviously ended up becoming one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. So was it a conscious choice to stay focused on fashion for all these years and not do any kind of lifestyle or more behind the scenes content? Yeah, for sure. I when you know when I started my blog, I really wanted to like I said share like my style and my fashion with the world, but I think I also just recognized that like that was my strength. Um and I think at the same time I also recognized that copywriting is not my um, strongest suit. So that's why if you noticed especially in the beginning there was very little copy. Yeah. But I really wanted it to almost be a personal portfolio of like my love for fashion at the time I was working at Gap I was working at Old Navy which is an amazing company but I, I knew I wanted to move to New York and I wanted to work for a more like fashion forward company so I felt like this was a way that I could kind of show outside of my true professional portfolio like my love for fashion and I think through that I was like well I should keep it really professional and kind yeah. of buttoned up but I think it that's kind of where it started but I think as I saw social media grow and a lot more real-time sharing I think just my comfort level with sharing my personal life is what it is and for me like that would that's what feels good is kind of just showing that fashion um, focus and again as like the industry evolved a lot of influencers were going more towards um, you know they were first in fashion and they added beauty and lifestyle and some of them do it so so well but again I just recognize that you know, fashion is what I'm best at. So I'm just going to keep it simple and stick to what I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've, you know, I've definitely been happy with the decision. And I think where, where I do venture outside of fashion, especially with partnerships, the partners really understand that it's going to be through the lens of fashion, which yeah. is awesome. So, yeah. I love that. I also want to talk about you recently had a collection with Nordstrom. Yeah. Uh, in the fall. So good. And it was amazing. Yeah, Can you, you tell us a little bit about the process that happened behind the scenes like how did that all come to fruition like what how did you think about what you wanted to design in the collection yeah um and that was such a fun opportunity because Nordstrom has been a longtime partner of mine mm -hmm. um so I knew it'd be a good fit in terms of kind of our our professional personalities if you will um but it was such an amazing opportunity for me because it really was melding like everything that I learned in the digital influencer space with like what I did in corporate America yeah, yeah. um so I think I was like so excited to be like oh my gosh I get to do like what I used to do in my nine to five now in what is my new nine to five uh and so you know when I started I had a very clear concept everything from what I wanted the look and feel to be, but also like, how does it come together in marketing? How does it come together in styling? So I think when you have a clear vision, it just makes it that much more easy to kind of execute on that. Mm -hmm. um, and the design team was awesome. And so the process of kind of going through, you know, initially what's our inspiration? What does that look like? Then going to Seattle, going through sketch review, 
uh, and then going back out there, seeing the actual samples, styling the samples, making sure it all actually comes together the way that you think it would. Uh, and then final is getting all of the, the finalized product and putting it together in a really cool marketing way. So we did a quick change video and mm -hmm. we did some really cool imagery that's very different from what I do on the blog, which I thought was super fun. Yeah. Has it yeah. been fun to see? Have you seen pieces in the wild? I'm sure I you have. have. Yeah. And it's been, it's been, yeah, it's been awesome to kind of see things in the wild, but then also just, um, it's very different. I think having a blog and, and styling is, is amazing, but I think I miss kind of like the tangible connection with like creating product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, that's what I did at Gap and what I did at Tori. And it is, that's that process of it took you 32 weeks from concept to market to say like, what are we going to make? And then to like, see it out on the street is super rewarding and amazing. And so to do that, but then like also have my name connected to it was yeah. like such a dream come true. And just to like see, same thing as you guys were saying, like reading reviews and getting like real time feedback and seeing what people love about, you know, like mm -hmm. what you do. And I think that that was like one of the coolest things is, is to see it in the wild, but also just to get like awesome feedback and comments from people about what they liked and how they styled it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you can tell us this, but one of the most popular questions that we got is there, is there going to be another collection? So, so, so fun to work on. It obviously was something I thoroughly enjoyed and yes, hopefully there will be another, another iteration to come. Uh, so exciting. Yeah. So, uh, just, you know, I think as many people will find like behind the curtains, finding the right partners to do this with, like yeah. the timelines, mm -hmm. finding the right terms. Um, it takes time. Um, but yes, yes. Hopefully there will be another. Good. Amazing. Yeah. I can't wait. I'll be shopping it. I still wear the teddy coat I got from your collection like oh, every day. I love it so much. So maybe we should go into some of these life questions and get to know you better. Sure. We got a lot Let's of questions it. that, well, we did get a lot of questions that were fashion questions. So we also got a lot of more personal ones. Um, so I love this question. Somebody asked, how would you describe high school Blair? Ooh, okay. Um, so I always joke that in high school, for senior superlatives, I was voted best dressed, which actually meant I must have been like the worst dressed person in high school. Because if we all Did you buy into all to, the trends? Oh, I mean, all of, all of the things. Like, what was I, the worst one? And it's so funny because I still look back and I'm like, you know what? I really liked wearing that and I was really yeah. happy. Yeah. So like I, and it's the same thing like with my it blog. it makes you happy. Yeah. I never go back and say like, I can't believe I wore that or I can't believe. I'm like, that was a point in time and in my mm -hmm. life, that is what I thought looked good and liked. And so go for it. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I, so I feel like I went through like a big kind of like clueless type phase. Like knee highs and Mary Janes were like my thing. But that that's also like circled back around. So yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I would probably wear those now. Um, but then, yeah, when I was like working at Starbucks, I got like super into Hot Topic. And I think I was like kind of Avril Lavigne. So I had like lots of oh mesh my God. shirts, oh my God. lots of studded belts. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely did all of the things. You um, should bring back High School Blair for Halloween. I know. I was actually thinking oh, about it. That. And I like need to go back through old pictures and like post them on like Instagram stories or whatnot. Like I definitely took risks and um, loved loved fashion from the beginning. So if you can imagine that translated through high school, it was all types of fun, scary, and everything in between. So, oh my gosh, I yeah. can't wait for those stories. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Okay, so the next question we got is, what is the best advice you've ever been given? That's such a hard question. I know. I know. Because it could be advice about anything, like fashion, finance, um, yeah, your house. Like, I guess like the best overarching piece of advice I've ever gotten is to like do all things through kindness. So I think that, you know, like 
a lot of times like the best advice is the most simple. So I just feel like I always try to approach things with like kindness and empathy. And that is what I, how I should live my life. It's not always how mm-hmm. I do, but I think that that is like just something that my parents have like very much ingrained with me in me is to just like have empathy and um, approach things, you know, through kindness. But I also think in my career, which I, to your point, like there's so many different pieces of pieces yeah. of advice as it like goes, you know, to different facets of your life. Um, I would say, you know, uh, one of my first mentors told me, um, you know, because you go into your mentor sometimes mm-hmm. and you talk about things you liked your boss, like that your boss did. Sometimes you talk about things yeah. that you didn't like. And um, her advice to me was, you know, like remember this and like how you feel in this moment because eventually you're going to be that boss. And so you need to remember like how you felt as a junior associate and somebody treating you like that. And like in that, that like forever lived in, in my mind because she was like, it's funny as you progress in your career, how quick you are to forget how you felt at like every stage and like how bosses treated you and you know what you loved and what you didn't. And I've been really lucky in my career that I've had a lot of amazing bosses and really haven't had um, a horrible experience. Um, but yeah, I just like that like really, really stuck with me. And that's something that I like always tried to remember as I like moved throughout my mm-hmm. career. So. Well, it's so funny. I can't remember where I heard this. I think it was on another podcast or somewhere. And somebody was talking about how you get to a point in your life where you look at the Devil Wears Prada. And originally, like when you were young, it's the story of like this poor girl who's trying to get ahead in her career and trying to get a leg up. And then like once you get older, it's the story of this talented woman who had a terrible assistant. Oh, my God. I know. That's hilarious. And it's like, you know, the things that you were so hurt about early in your career. You're like, oh, I was just being a pain in the butt. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. It's like rewatching Gossip Girl and relating more to the parents than the kids. <laughs> oh my god, that's so sad. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Wait. Ugh. So another question that we got, kind of in the general bucket, we got a lot of questions about this. Was oh about your wait. workout and eating oh. regime. Um, and it's always so funny because I feel like um, I was joking with somebody the other day that I feel like the most consistent thing about my life is like inconsistency um (laughs) and so I feel like I'm either like running five days a week and have like Mm -hmm. this schedule or like it's five months of like me not doing any physical activity (laughs) and it's like the same thing it's like either like me just eating junk food for like three weeks or I'm like okay yeah and like this week I'm really gonna like be on it so I feel like I'm like the worst person to give any type of advice on working out or food or anything in general which is why I will say just don't do anything that I do. I'm like, be consistent, <laughs> figure out what works for you. But no, it's so funny. That's why I'm like, a lot of times, I, I do get that question sometimes on the Instagram stories. And I just feel like I'm like so ill-equipped to answer it that I'm like, this is why I don't have a lifestyle blog. Because you guys would be like, oh, wow, she really needs to get a routine. That's so funny. And I think it's also hard I love too. your honesty. No, I mean, I think it's also hard too because I feel like sometimes I'm traveling a ton for yes, like blog-related really. work, and then sometimes I'm not. And when I'm not, it's great. But like when I am, I just have the tendency to be like, well, slippery slope has now become I've done like nothing and haven't <laughs> oh, yeah. worked out for like five weeks. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I don't know. It's tough. I feel like travel plays a big part in my inconsistent routine. Yeah. I'm the worst where I always pack workout clothes when I'm oh. going somewhere. I'm like, I'm definitely going to work out. Yeah. yeah and, I and then you bring do. them back and you put them back in the drawer and you're just like, mm. oh, yeah. yeah. No, I always see them in my, in my, obviously, I'm like towards the last like leg of my trip and I see like my workout shoes and my clothes and I'm like oh, that could have been like another cute dress I could have worn because clearly <laughs> I like didn't wear those clothes at all this trip but yeah. yeah 
I don't Grace I feel like you're like much better you like I've, I've been no, so impressed been with so like bad. all of your like no uh-huh. you, I feel like you're good uh, even no. if you don't get there you like you put it in your schedule and you try I to try make it a priority. I, I schedule yeah. it and then I this past week was just bad but I do generally try at the beginning of every week to like put my yoga classes on the schedule and like go I love but it it's it doesn't job. always happen yeah so another question that we got a lot of interest in is about your upcoming wedding. Yes. Is there anything that you can tell us about your your wedding and if you're going to talk about it on your blog? Have you found a dress? Like people were like, is she married dudes? already? I know. I was about to say you're so kind to think that like I even have anything planned upcoming. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was I was joking because I was talking to Andrew about this and he's like, well, you can share whatever you want because there's nothing to share. And I was like, I know. Um, so to everyone's probably horror, you guys can all stop clutching your pearls. I have no plans um, for any wedding in the future. Um, it's now going to be four and a half years of being engaged. Um, we're like <laughs> setting records here. Uh, but no, it's so funny. I think that I just realized that Again, I just am not a huge wedding person. Like for my own, love going to them. Mm-hmm. So happy for people who are super into planning their wedding, love helping with them. But for me, I just like, I don't really have a true vision. And with that, I've kind of decided like no wedding for us. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll get so officially refreshing. married, you know, eventually when I get that together. But no, we just doing yeah. our thing. Yeah. I think it's like so nice though. I feel like nowadays it's like it is very much like to each their own. And um, I think we also feel really lucky that we just we didn't have I've, I've I have friends who I felt like have had a wedding when maybe that wasn't like their biggest priority because they were like, well, for my family, which is like wonderful. Totally. But yeah. like I think that we've just been lucky that like our family's like, ah, oh, do whatever you want. So or even I've had friends who've had weddings that are not really a reflection of themselves just because their parents or their partner's parents have put pressure on them yeah and I think you know it's family dynamics and it's complex and whatnot but yeah Andrew and I have just kind of like been able to do what we want to do which is apparently nothing um so but we need to like figure it out at some point although I can't I keep going back and forth as to whether or not I just want to like really casually show up and like go to the courthouse or like I don't know, get some like cool frock to wear. I feel like I need yeah. to like. I think you need a dress. Yeah. Um, I need just an excuse to get a great dress. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a wedding well, person either. Well, just to get either. the photo because it's like such a yeah. memory. Yeah, it is. You need totally. that memory. Yeah. But it's it's funny. I always feel bad because I feel like sometimes people are, because they don't share a lot, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like, are you okay with me like asking about your wedding or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, of course I get it. It's like, it's such yeah. a big milestone in people's lives. Like it's such a big life event. Some people love mm-hmm. talking about like their weddings, their engagement, like their plans. And I just feel like I'm always like such a disappointment because I'm always like, oh yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> there is no wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, so you talked a little bit about your career at Gap Inc. and at Tory before. Um, but what made you leave corporate retail? Yeah. Uh, so I was in merchandising for, I guess, about nine years. I was initially at Gap and then at Tory. And I had been at Tory for five years. And I got to that point in that stage of my career where I was, I felt like it was like ready for the next step. Like yeah. I need to go somewhere else. I need to like kind of challenge myself. Like I felt myself like getting very comfortable. Um, and it, it was right around the same time that the blog you know, continued to grow. There was stability with it. But then also there were a lot of these like new cool opportunities um, like a Nordstrom's collaboration mm-hmm. that really like with the time travel energy effort, like I wouldn't be able to do that with a corporate job. And so it was tough. I was kind of making the decision, do I want to apply for jobs outside of Tory or do I want to go and 
do my own thing and continue with Atlantic Pacific as like a full-time thing. And I think just weighing the pros and cons and um, really like the amount of opportunities out there that were like growing, but were also time consuming for the blog, I decided I decided to go forward and, and leave corporate America. But to be fair, I also felt like I'd gotten to a point in my career that if six months, a year in to working on Atlantic Pacific, I wasn't fulfilled. I felt like I'd put enough time in that mm-hmm. I could always go yeah. back. Um, I think that's so important. That's how I felt when I left Bottle Bar. Yeah. Like I was like, well, I can always go back to getting a job in social media or marketing because I have this like 10, 12, I, I don't know how old I am or how long. <laughs> I think it was like 12 years or 10 years. But a career that you yeah. can go back to if you decide that's what you want to do. Yeah, and I think for you and I, like the, the other thing that's great is that it's not like we worked, you know, as, you know, international like trade bankers and then we were leaving <laughs> yeah. and we were like doing the social media or... thing and then yeah. we wanted to go back I mean every, I feel like all of the skills I'm still learning yep. though um yeah digital marketing like working on these larger campaigns like just things of that nature like obviously still apply to like what I would go back and do so totally. I also feel like one thing I know from Grace is is I feel like everyone underestimates how much work it takes to actually oh. yeah totally like create content for your blog to run social media etc yeah. when it's on a personal basis and I feel like people yeah. always like underestimate you and they're like oh it's easy it's not no it's Grace not a job it's so hard um you do too no and it, it is interesting but it's almost kind of funny because I was I was thinking about this the other day and it is kind of like I do equate it a little bit to um even like creating product like mm-hmm. some people are like oh and it just shows up and like behind the scenes though like the amount of teams time energy effort like that yes. from collaboration like that was like I mean, hours and hours and hours of work for yeah, not like just like that little and, video you did. I remember you yeah. told us that was like there was like twelve hours of shooting. Yeah, for it was like fifteen seconds, I think. But yeah, <laughs> it's like things like that where mm-hmm. I think um, similar to some of the things that happen in fashion, like you think that they just happen, and I think people make those assumptions totally. about like blogging, and it is. There's a lot, a lot that goes into it, and um, you know, I think especially when you don't have like a big team, you're you're doing it all the yeah glamorous exactly. and the unglamorous yeah. yeah like waiting in line at the post office to get oh, deliveries 100 yeah. <laughs> that was my whole december yeah like schlepping samples and <laughs> yes. like yeah yeah okay so someone wrote i feel like blair has so many clothes have you fallen <laughs> prey to the marie kondo method yet so i have to admit and say that i haven't watched any I of haven't, those I haven't either. so like from what i understand because I haven't watched them, is that it's like what sparks joy. I definitely don't think that would work for my closet because I'm just like picturing like I would literally get rid of like all of my basic jeans and sweaters and I'd be left with like tutus and like glitter (laughs) shoes and like, I mean, my closet's already kind of a clown closet, but I just imagine that if I was like, oh, do I like really need these sneakers like no but then it would be in that I like get rid of them oh but I need this like oh yeah yeah no and so I feel like my like filter for things is like not the best but on that same note though I feel like I obviously like have a career that revolves around clothes and maybe this sounds cheesy but I think that like a lot of my clothes hold a lot of like sentimental value totally and I feel like there are things that like mark kind of these moments in my life but also things that I love so dearly that even if they're not in style, I still wear, or I know they will come back in style. So like, yeah. I absolutely love it. And like, I feel like I love to rewear things mm-hmm. and I love to find ways to like, I feel like part of my style is like over styling. Like I'll be the first to admit it. Like I love layering. I love this. I love that. And it's like, the more I have to work with, like the more creative I feel like I can be, but clearly that is like not for everyone. Yeah. 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 
I feel very anti the Marie Kondo yeah. craze. Yeah. <laughs> Even I haven't watched it, but like I have enough anxiety in my life about other things. Like I don't need to be anxious about how much clothes I have or how they're folded. Like if it fits in my apartment, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I purge and I go through things, but like I just find that I have, like you said, so many of my possessions spark so much joy because they're sentimental yeah. attachments or what have you. Like I could never have a capsule wardrobe. I'd be so bored. No. And then it's like, I don't know. I also just find it so funny that like I, I do clean out my closet. Obviously I have to like every six months and like there's always the one that got away where you like, you're like, oh my gosh, did I donate that? Like, where did it go? I definitely donated it. I can't believe I like, and then yeah. I start to second guess my ability to clean out my closet. So I accidentally donated my favorite jeans. And no. They were so yeah. I was so upset. They were like the perfect Levi's and they're gone forever. Yeah. Somebody got them at Crossroads. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really interested in this question. So somebody asked, where do you get your inspiration? Yeah, I... And it's funny, I always, I think this is the toughest question for me I'm to sure. answer because I don't really, of course, like I actually get a ton of inspiration from like other influencers, street style. Like I love this time of year, like it's New York Fashion Week. And of course I love the runway, but like I love even more so like the street style photos Same. and like seeing how people are wearing things and just like cool new ways of dressing. Um, but it's not like I can pinpoint and say like there's like this one designer or this one person. I feel like my style's pretty eclectic and like mm-hmm. does change. So for me, it's like the more inspiration, the merrier. But I do feel like a lot of it I find through where everyone else does, like Instagram, social media. Like I have to be honest and say, like sometimes it is tough, like working, you know, even at Tory, where like they were referencing like a lot of like art and mm-hmm. things of that nature, like for some of the references. And I'll be the first to say, like, I don't know some of those and mm-hmm. so I think that um whereas some people have a very sophisticated like historical approach to inspiration yeah I I feel like I get more of it just through like the everyday like what I see in front of me and like what people are doing but I feel like I also get like not inspiration but like I'm very experimental meaning mm-hmm. that like I love to just like mix and match and like for like an hour at home I'll just like try to create outfits out of like styles I want to rewear or things mm-hmm. of that nature and I feel like that's sometimes how I come up with I'm like oh cool I like this color combo or like yeah, oh, yeah mm-hmm. like, this looks this looks cool together like I didn't think it would but I feel like sometimes it's like trial by error that's so fun that you like dress up is still a part of your life oh 100 percent like and I feel like again inconsistency is key in my life like it either takes me like five minutes or like five hours to get ready so sometimes it's like I throw something on I'm like perfect like I love this and then other times I'm like let's create the biggest pile of clothes you can imagine by trying on everything in my closet, which I feel like we all do. Yeah, totally. Now, are you the type of person that plans your outfits in advance or is it very like in the moment what I feel like? I feel like for the most part, it's like in the moment Mm -hmm. what I feel like. The only time that I try to be more planful is when I know I have like a specific appointment or like packed day Mm -hmm. where I'm like, you have to be smart like 8.15 in the morning. Like you better lay out your outfit or you're going to like hate what you're wearing for the entire day. But that's pretty much the only time that I like get ahead of it. I don't know. Grace, what about you? Are you like... I don't really plan. And then I end up wearing the same five things over and over again. I've been such a monster since I've been working from home because I don't see the same people every day where I will just wear the same thing like four days in a week. Oh, yeah. No, I have like, yeah, I actually do. To your point, I have like four like outfits that I kind of consider uniform. But like when I say uniform, it's like Blair Edie uniform um like this outfit that I'm wearing today like I wore this to like the summer Fridays like press event and then I like wore it like two days later and like blah 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 and I mean it's 
crazy. It's like an oversized yellow jacket with like a yellow dress and like yellow tights. It. And it's, she showed up like, and I was like, we're both in our sweats and like I'm going to yoga after this. And Blair looks like a walking like beautiful canary. Also so much credit because it's snowing yes. right now. But it's funny. It's like I do have like four outfits where I'm like, I, I'm always comfortable in them. I feel like I, I really like mm-hmm. them in the way that they're like styled. And I'm like, eh, people see me in them twice. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break um, to talk about today's sponsor, which is Dudley Stevens. So I first learned about Dudley Stevens from our friend Hitha, who styled a white fleece tunic from them with leather leggings. She looked super chic, and I needed to know more. Then earlier this fall, my good friend Julia, who writes a blog called Lemon Stripes, did a collaboration with them, and I got to meet the founders. The founders are sister duo Lauren and Khaki. And they make the most cozy fleece pieces with sleek silhouettes. I didn't know that fleece could be so chic. This is a huge trade-up from my college, North Face Fleece. Yes. So Lauren and Khaki grew up together on Long Island Sound, and they lived in cozy fleece jackets. But as they got older, they reimagined their favorite fleece pieces into chic mock turtleneck silhouettes with a definite Audrey Hepburn type vibe. So we both got to try out their fleeces. There is the longer Cobble Hill turtleneck, which is kind of like a tunic. It's great with leggings, also great with those leather leggings like Hitha wore. And then there's the Park Slope, which is slightly cropped and boxy. I actually, um, I thought that the the Cobble Hill was my favorite. I like wearing it with leggings, but the Park Slope is like my sleeper hit. It's really cute actually over dresses. So I saw Lauren, one of the founders, wearing hers over a dress at that dinner I went to, and I completely copied her. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I had heard of this brand before, but before they became a sponsor, one thing I didn't realize is that they're also sustainable. So it is made in Brooklyn. Right down the street. Right down the street. And they're made from recycled plastic yarn, which I love. Yes. I had no idea it was a sustainable brand. So that like makes me so happy. So we are obsessed and we have a special offer for you. So head to Dudley-Stevens and that's Stevens with a P-H dot com and enter the code B-O-P-20 for 20% off your first purchase. So again, if you go to Dudley-Stevens.com. S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, and enter the code B-O-P-20, you'll get 20% off your first purchase. So come twin with us. Yes. So try it, trust us, and um, hashtag how do you Dudley and bat on paper to show us the ways that you're wearing it. Great. Now back to Blair. Yes, back to Blair. We have some more fashion questions for you. Yeah, let's do it. So this is something... I would be very curious to get your take on how do you suggest showing your personality and clothing if you work in a more corporate environment? Yeah. And that's always a tough one because I will be the first to admit that I've never worked in a corporate sure. environment. So it can obviously be a little bit tough for me to answer because I also think corporate environment nowadays is it's like very broad. So yeah. I feel like sometimes is it is a business professional? Is it, you know, casual professional? But I would say a lot of times I just feel like it's through like small exaggerated details. So like, for example, if you have to wear a suit, like, is there a way that you can wear, um, you know, a, a women's suit that has like a slightly more exaggerated lapel, or maybe like, I love a woman's suit that's like double breasted. Um, and it just like makes it just like a little bit more fashion flair. Mm-hmm. Or I love like a suit that has like satin covered buttons with a satin lapel, mm-hmm. something like a little more dressy. Um, I also just love, like mixing it up just a little bit if you can um wearing more of like navy staples but with like 
a pop through the heel or something of that nature. Um, <laughs> but I feel like this question is, it's always a, like, a little bit harder for me to answer because professional environment is so right. broad. I feel like Mary Orton does a really good job like answering a lot of this. such a good job. Yeah. So I always. Corporate style, I think like no one does a better job. I know. And so I always just feel so bad. Like sometimes when I get those questions like in email, I'm like, oh, like I'm dressed like a peacock. Like you should go visit my friend Mary's blog and like get some (laughs) advice from her Um, because I feel like she does a, a really good job of showing like a professional way to like look super stylish. Mm -hmm. So. Mary, Mary's, Mary has your answer for you. We don't have it, but Mary yeah. does. <laughs> um, we should get Mary on the podcast. I know. Mary would be yeah. good. Yeah. Let's make a note of that. Somebody else asked, do you dress like you do on Instagram in everyday life? And I can I can answer this question. Yeah, because I, everyone's horror, I do. Um, not to everyone's horror, to everyone's delight, I it's think. It's amazing. <laughs> I remember when you would come to the ball of our office, like before we were friends, and I'd be like, what's she going to wear? Um, I do. I feel like it's just... I always say, like, getting dressed in the morning is, like, your first chance to be creative every day. Mm -hmm. And so I just, yeah, I, like, really go for it. And I even remember my very first job um, when I was at Old Navy, I was on the men's team. And it was, like, mostly guys. It was a super casual environment. Um, A lot of them, like, weren't as fashion forward. But, like, I didn't let that deter, like, how I dress. Same thing. San Francisco can sometimes be argued that it's not quite as a fashion-forward mm-hmm. city as, like, a New York um, or in L.A. or what have you. But I was like, I'm just going to, like, dress how I want to dress. And the funniest thing is when I moved to New York, everyone was like, oh, you're going to start wearing all black. And I was like, yeah, we'll see about that. And obviously, like, scroll through my Instagram feed, and everyone's like, nope, still just doing what you do. I like that. I like that <laughs> your style, even though it's so... Um, over the top that it's still authentic to you and it's not a costume. It is what you're wearing every day. Yeah, but I do. I get that question a lot because I, I do understand. I think sometimes people say like, where could you possibly ever wear this? But I think also, again, going back to kind of like corporate environment, I was very fortunate that I worked right. at a company where it's like, you kind of wear whatever you want. Yeah. Um, which and is living awesome. in New York, like anything goes. Like anything. You're like the least crazy dressed out of like some of the people yes. on the streets. The one like weird thing that used to like stop people on their tracks, which makes me laugh because I didn't think it was like that strange is if you followed me kind of since the beginning where I used to like bouffant my hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd like wear a headband with it. I mean, you've never seen people more horrified in New York. They were like, really? What? Yeah. Oh, funny. And I'd always be like, this is what is catching your eye. It's like yeah. my hair. I feel like you also said that about a rainbow top that you have. Like you were like, you were talking about how like people were giving you the strangest looks. I don't remember. We were talking, we talked about this on that weekend out in the Hamptons. Oh my God. Now I'm trying to remember what top it is. I'm sure that there's definitely like a few items in my closet that I, I walk around and I'm like, <laughs> this is not even like nearly the most crazy thing. So I feel like it's not warranting like this reaction for yeah. everybody. Uh, but I'll never forget. I had my hair bouffanted one time and we used to live. And when we lived in the West village, we lived by this schoolyard by the school that had a schoolyard, obviously. And, um, I was walking by, like, only person on the sidewalk, and some kid in the middle of recess screams at me. He's like, hey, hey, lady. And I turned, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, yeah? And he's like, I really like your crazy hair. (laughs) And, like, the whole schoolyard's, like, looking at me, and I was like, I've never, like, I mean, I know he's trying to give me a compliment, but I've, like, I've never felt so attached. Like, everyone's, it was just, like, the funniest moment, though. Very cute, like, very endearing, but yes. Well, kids have no filter. No filter. Yeah. So wait, so we know I that. I want to know the answer to this question. Yeah. This is what you wear every day, but do you ever laze around in sweats? Like, what do you wear to the bodega? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's like, 
it's actually really funny. Like that's my hardest, like when I'm like, oh, I don't want to like put on a dress and tights. Yeah. But then like I get kind of lost when I have to put on like super casual yeah. like gear. But I feel like my go-to is always Spanx, a long sweater and like Converse. Um, but yeah. Wait, yeah. Spanx leggings? Yeah. No, okay, they're the best. First I, I was thinking of like Spanx by that. That's what I was thinking too. I and I was like, leggings. what do you like, you know what? If I can't make a statement through like yeah. wearing some crazy colored like faux fur coat, I'm going to wear like underwear out. No, um, <laughs> I... Yeah, I, I swear by those leggings. Yeah. I got them a couple years ago. I do this girls' trip every year, and it's just hilarious because we literally spend, like, two hours where we, like, sit down, and we're like, everyone needs to run through all of your best purchases for the year. Go. And, like, my <laughs> friends are like, okay, Trader Joe's, this salad. Like, well, it's, like, the most random things, but Spanx, like, the first year we got together, we're, like, on the top of everybody's list. So I bought Now them. I want to know, yeah. what are your other top purchases? What don't I know about? Yeah. I don't have Spanx leggings. The fake okay. leather ones are really good. Those are the Those ones are that I wear, yeah. yeah. I have them in black. Nordstrom sale every year. I yeah. buy, like, three pairs. Yeah. Black. And then I brought the side stripe ones this year. Oh, um, I don't have those. Yeah, they're kind of sporty. I mean, they're all sporty, but... Sporty um, Blair. I did buy, like, the Amazon coat. Oh, yeah. yeah oh. everyone... I would say... My best friend, Nicolette, bought that. And I kind of want it, but, like, I think I could wear it in Williamsburg because no one in Williamsburg is going to have it. Yeah. I mean, it's it actually is, like... It's pretty, like, detailed and intricate for, like, the price. Mm-hmm. It does have death zippers, though. That's what I call them. Because, like, the zippers are true metal. And, like, when your hands are dry and cold oh. and you go to put them in your pockets, you know the zippers that, like, scratch up your hands? Oh. Yeah. So I'd give it, like, a B. Okay. okay. Yeah, I wouldn't give it an A, but I'd give it, like, a B. Okay. But I definitely bought that. I gave in. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. But it's just hilarious. We all just, like, trade random. Like, yeah, these I are the best that. razors on Amazon. And these are the best, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, my friend, shout out to Courtney. Courtney's the, the Amazon connoisseur, so. I feel like we always talk about our obsessions on the podcast, so I feel like I'm constantly sharing mine, but I need people sharing them back to me. Like, I yeah. want to know yeah. what are the things like the Amazon coat or what are the things like the Spanx leggings that you guys people are obsessed like, with. In your desperation minute, you need to be like, rate, review, and then also in your review, you need to write like give us some like obsessions yeah, yeah it's yeah. like rate review subscribe and then recommend things to me yeah yes, rate please. review subscribe and yeah. recommend yes that's yes. I, that's like yes. desperately what I want um so somebody else asked how the hell do you commute in your outfits mm. and they said that they walk everywhere so what's your standard mode of transportation are you like you're walking by the schoolyard with your bouffant hair yeah. and your crazy outfits so now that I don't actually have a true commute commute I like work from home um but when I did live in the West Village and I worked at Tory, it was actually perfect. It was like a 0.9 mile walk. And there was like nothing more lovely than not having to take public transportation yes, and like that. walking. I used to walk to Bubble Bar and I loved it. Oh my God. It's like so amazing. And yes. I feel like it's just so fun because it's New York. So mm-hmm. like you're passing by. There's like always new things in like windows and like a different street to walk down. Um, but yeah, I feel like. I would just wear what I was wearing to work. And I actually have, I have like a handful of heels that I could walk like the mile in and like be totally fine. Wait, no, Um, what heels do you find comfortable enough to walk in? Well, I feel like most of them are block heels. Yeah. One of them, hilariously enough, is like those tan um, spectator um, block heel pumps from Zara that have like a black toe on them that everyone owned in like 2011. And again, going back to Marie Kondo, I never got rid of so I like still wear those all the time those are super comfy um and then I have like this random pair of Banana Republic heels that I always wear that are yeah. like really really comfortable but I feel like block heels are always like the way to go yeah, I agree um, yeah but I and then every once in a while I would do the whole 
I feel like <sighs> typical New York, like put your put your real heels in like a toe mm-hmm. and like walk. But no, I just I wear what I'm wearing. I do love like when I'm when I'm like I don't usually put on like sne- I'm not like a huge unless it's like platform converse i'm not like a huge sneaker sneaker mm-hmm. person i just got my first yeah. pair of golden goose i got some too and i don't ever wear them and i feel really guilty about it i've actually worn them like enough so i feel like i've like gotten some good use out of them but like i actually prefer like a platform oxford i just feel like they're like, well, the ones, a little like bit dressier yeah like I, I wear those a lot oh, speaking of seeing your things in the wild my friend natalie was staying with me last um last week she's a jewelry designer you might have met yeah, her i don't no, know I met her, yeah um and she had your silver ones oh my gosh, and amazing. i was like oh blue shoes yeah. yeah i got to know her right before she left to go to charleston oh okay yeah Perfect. I feel I like I'm still looking for my fashion sneakers. I feel like every six months I buy a bunch and then I return yeah. all of them. Like I'm, I, I can't figure out the exactly the ones I want. Like I see them on other people and I'm like, oh, that looks great. Yeah. My favorite sneakers them. are those Vince Warren ones. The they're like wool, um, and there's like a maybe a two inch platform. Oh. So they're like kind of like slip on Vans, but they're wool. So they're like dressy sneakers. Oh, now I think and they I know have suede ones about. too. Yeah. The other pair of sneakers that I do like are the Cezanne sneakers i got them in leopard and i didn't end up liking they were not the same color as they were on the website so i returned them i think i need to get the black ones the black leather ones yeah because i have like the white leather and then i have the tan suede ones and i feel like i get really good use out of those okay yeah that's a good tip i know so last fashion question before we go into a few more random ones and we have a lightning round for you too what is the secret to layering without looking frumpy I mean, layering is hard because I feel like sometimes I I do look frumpy. Like, sometimes I do look frumpy. Um, but I feel like for me, it's always um, – I feel like I feel a little less frumpy when I'm layering when either I like – I like to belt things. Okay. So I have a lot of, like, wide belts that I'll, like, belt actually completely over my jacket, mm-hmm. sometimes even when I'm wearing two jackets. But then also I feel like it's, like, flattering where you can show, like – even a little bit of ankle or a little bit of like wrist where like I don't know I just feel like that like kind of breaks up like the layering but layering can be tricky like a lot of people always ask like how do you wear two coats but like I happen to have bought like three or four coats that are tailored but oversized so that like makes sense to layer but like oh no I couldn't wear two coats with like 90% of the coats in my like closet yeah um so you're buying the pieces specifically to be layered. Absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, obviously belting it is always like the easiest way to, I feel like, make it a little more flattering, like when yeah. you're layering. Even if you like belt maybe your jacket underneath and then like your overcoat, you just like throw on your shoulders. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I got a lot of practice. Like moving to San Francisco was very much a wake up call for me. The weather there, it's like you have to figure out how to layer. It's like Becca lived in San Francisco, too. Yeah. I did. And when I lived there, um, I worked in Oakland. So I lived in San Francisco, and then I worked in Oakland, and I would go over the bridge, and it would be totally different weather totally. at my house versus my office. Yeah. And I would be like, wow, I got dressed this. I got dressed, dressed for 30 this. minutes ago, and it is already not right. Yeah. No, so I, I, that was a big wake-up call for me. So I feel like I had lots of years of, like, layering experiments um, because I used to live in Florida, so layering was not necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. So on beauty questions, what products do you use when you do your signature low bun? Ooh. um, So I usually mousse my hair when it's wet. 
Oh. So then that way, like it kind of like obviously like before it dries, like mm-hmm. there's already some product in it. Um, and then I use usually oil. So usually I use Moroccan oil to kind of give it like the sleek, sleek look. Okay. And I won't actually a lot of times like I won't dry my hair all the way. But the biggest game changer for me and like learning how to do like a signature low bun, which I watched Helena's Helena, if you're listening, um, from Brooklyn Blonde. Um she does is, it really well. She does too. it really well. Um yeah. is a horse uh, a boar's head, uh, boar's hairbrush. I don't know why I said oh. that's so weird. Um, and I feel like that's what able, like makes it just like a really smooth mm-hmm. finish. But I think okay. before I had that, I was like, how did they get it so smooth? And like, blah, blah, blah. Like all the products in the world for me will never make it as smooth mm-hmm. as like when I use um, one of those brushes. So that was like the biggest game changer for me. Oh, interesting. I've never known if that was worth the investment, but it yeah, sounds like it I is. Yeah. And I actually, I don't I, brush my hair because it's like curly, but you have okay also grace you make me so jealous because i remember when you talk about like you would go and you get like a blowout yeah and then you'd be like well i went to last for like four or five days yeah like, i have so much hair though and i have like dry skin so i don't sweat a lot um, no like i have to, i mean i if i like go to sleep i wake up in the morning and i'm just like i have to take a shower because my hair is just like greasy and gross and i'm always so jealous of people who can get like a blowout and make same. it last for like three or four days same yeah yeah, it lasts me a long time, but it also takes me so long to get it straight. Like it's like a well, now that I have the keratin treatment, it takes less time, but it, it used to take me like an hour. Yeah, like when all was said and done, I like would make that would trade. I my, think they would see my hair at the hair salon, and be like, "Oh no, no, yeah," and you're just like, "Sorry." <laughs> okay, so moving on to the next beauty question, someone wrote, "How do you get your skin to glow like that?" Seriously, wow. Oh, thank you. Um, I feel like I. I think a lot of the glow is coming from I stopped using foundation and I just use that Charlotte Tilbury flawless filter as like my all you over. just use that yeah. Yeah. oh I, mm-hmm. I haven't I, I haven't stuff. done that yeah yeah um, but it's like kind of funny we were doing like an indoor shoot the other day and there was like lights yeah and like you could tell everybody was like wow you should probably like lay off the highlighter lady because um, <laughs> it's like when you're indoors and like yeah. shooting things yeah. it's like oh my gosh um, yeah but yeah I've just been using that I do have to say it looks much better just using that one in like more tan. Okay. Um, because I use a lot of uh, do you guys ever use the Dr. Dennis Gross um like alphabetic alpha peel pads? Glow I love pads. Those. The ones yeah. that have like a little bit of self-tanner. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like I like use those a lot and then I like do the flawless mm-hmm. filter. And I feel like that's like enough. Because I don't like wearing a ton of like foundation. Okay. So I hate I f- foundation. I found so that that's much. like kind of the perfect Charlotte yeah. Tilbury is definitely like one of my favorite. I love all her all products. of the products. All of them. Yeah. The lipsticks, the the flawless filter, I use the, the contouring kit. Yeah. It's so good. I love it. I like her products, but I, with her foundation, I like it, but I don't have a color match there. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. yeah. I tried to get into it and I was like, yeah, this is, none of these are my color. Yeah. You're like, huh? That's so weird. You yeah. don't have a really difficult color either. Their medium is like very yellow. Oh, and you're really olive. Oh, so yeah. it like oh. looked sad, sickly. Charlotte Tilbury, make Becca's color. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Um, and what about outside of makeup? What are your favorite skincare products? Ooh, um, outside of makeup, I would say, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, I use like the La Mer serums, um, the Dr. Dennis Gross, um, Alpha Beta Glow pads. Um, I use, um, 
the Charlotte Tilbury um like magic moisture oh the magic cream yeah oh, I love that which cream. is so good uh, I ran out of that I never bought more but it's so good I it's did the so same good. thing I love it I don't like the packaging I wish it was a pump I like yeah. a pump over I hate sticking my fingers in jars yeah I me too it. yeah um but yeah I feel like those are like my top three probably okay yeah, yeah. okay so are you ready? We have a little lightning round for you. We yeah. got a bunch of little quick questions. Yeah, sure. All right. Is your coat closet bigger than your clothes closet? So my quote unquote closet is actually one of our bedrooms. And I would say, yeah, majority of that are coats. Coats okay. and sunglasses are like my two. That's what sparks yeah. joy for me. So like that is definitely like my most the my like most purchased items. Well, Love then it. somebody asked, how many pairs of sunglasses do you think you own? I probably own like 200 like oh my gosh no maybe not now I'm like oh my god do I own don't be embarrassed I have um this is like New York City living where like places where you're like oh don't open that cabinet those are sweaters you know it's like everything's in such random places our tv console is like huge like our our media console Mm -hmm. and it has like all of these drawers that just happen to fit sunglasses so there's like four of them that are really long and so you open them and they probably like across fit like 15 or something uh-huh. um and then they're like pretty deep and so I just like have them all in there but it's so funny because when people come over I'm like oh let me grab a pair of sunglasses and I like go over the tv and they're like that's where you keep your sunglasses that's amazing but like you know New York you have to use like yeah, every you have square to use everything. you have yeah mm-hmm. and it just worked out that way I love that. I lied I definitely don't have 200 I don't know that was like a I'm apparently really bad at guesstimating um that's fine yeah yeah I'll go home and count what's your favorite color combination Ooh. um that would be impossible to answer because I just feel like I like love them all. Um, I love how you were pairing lilac and min- and emerald green lately. Yeah, I feel like I love emerald green. I was like, oh, I need more lilac in my life. I feel like every season I tend to find like one to two like new colors that I'm like kind of into that I like I didn't own a lot of before. I mean, yeah. eventually I'll like reach the end of the rainbow. But so I feel like in the last six months I've gotten into lilac. Mm-hmm. I kind of started that like springtime, but like definitely got into lilac. Didn't have a ton of my wardrobe. And then kind of the color I'm wearing now, like this, this like orangey um, kind of tangerine yeah. color. So and that's like the other one I've been like mixing like a in. golden rod. And what would be your favorite color to mix the orange slash tangerine with? I feel like orange, like this color looks awesome with um, like tan. If you want to go mm. like just really like subtle, yeah. like it looks really pretty with like tans and browns. Um, but then I feel like it looks really good with lilac as yeah. well. Oh. I wore this with like lilac tights. I was going to say, I feel like you wore yellow with like purple tights. Yeah. I clearly read it every post. Did you guys see it. there's been a bunch of photos of Tess Holiday from fashion week somewhere and she's wearing this like orange dress with this like light blue jacket cool. no I haven't I'm seen so it. into it I'm yeah. really into that color combination no see that's what I love like finding inspiration like looking through the street style photos mm-hmm. and seeing like what people mm-hmm. are like what cool color combos or like interesting kind of like print pattern mixes it's like always my favorite yeah so what are your go-to basics for a night out you're going for like date night girls night like yeah see this like sometimes it's hard when I'm not exactly like a staples or like a basic yeah. person. That's why I'm like this, like a crazy mm-hmm. like plissé dress with like a faux fur coat. Um, yeah. But I do feel like um, one of like the easy combinations, like if I want to be comfortable and blah, 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 I would say is like a high rise pair of denim. Madewell makes my favorite. Um, and like booties. And I like love a good, like I'm thinking of the season right now, like I love a good like turtleneck. So mm. I feel like I love like turtleneck, jeans booties and then mm-hmm. like 
a faux fur coat. I feel like faux fur coats like that are especially like colorful are just like the easiest way to like, yeah. I don't know, make an outfit. But it's hard because I feel like I also like my going out these days is like going to dinner with a girlfriend and yeah. like having two glasses of wine and then going home. So like, I don't know what kids these days do. Yeah. I don't know where they go. Um, it was funny because last week we answered a question about someone and they referenced clubbing and we were like, Whoa, oh, what is like, that? Remember that? Yeah. yeah like, no, yeah, I feel like yeah. I, I'm always like, oh, a night out. You mean like watching Lauder around my couch? Um, yeah. I was laughing because you had some, you like reposted on Instagram stories, I think, like somebody's tweet about like my perfect night out. Oh, it's like yeah. going to dinner with a good girlfriend, like having exactly two glasses of wine and coming home and do my whole skincare routine. Oh my God, and I'm that's like, my yeah. dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's, I'm curious about this one. How often do you rewear your clothes? Ooh. Um, so I feel like, I mean, that's like kind of a hard question to ask, but I would say that like, I, I definitely like rewear a lot of things. I am also one of those weird people who changes a lot, like during the day. Like, oh, if do I, you? Like, oh yeah. Like if I'm like, if I go home and I like went to one meeting, I'm like, oh, I'm going to wear something else. Like out, like I'm going yeah. home after this, I'm going to an event and I'm like, I could wear this, but like I'll probably change. Um, yeah. But I feel like I rewear a lot of things and I talked about it in the beginning, but I definitely have items that like I own from high school and college that are like still in my closet that I like absolutely love um, and I'll wear again and again. And I always love like, especially with rewearing things, sometimes it's horrible to say that like you kind of forget what you have. And so even when I'm like not even necessarily doing a closet clean out, I like to physically move things around Mm. because then it like reminds me, I'm like, Oh, you know what? Like I totally forgot about that. Like that would be really cute. Like I should wear that more often. I do that too. I have like this little area in my garment rack back there where I just move like things I need to wear to that area so that I remember them. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to forget stuff. Yeah. But I do, I, I, and I, I personally enjoy rewearing things because I think it's like, again, like this challenge of like how to style Mm -hmm. and restyle and like, I don't know, I just like find it fun. But I also love that hopefully if you follow me and I'm like, hey, I really love this top, like I authentically really do love it. And then when I wear it, rewear it like four years later, like it's so fun to see people who followed me for that long be like, I bought that J. Crew top when you bought it. And that's so cool to see you rewear it. Yes, like, I still I've have gotten it. that too. Yeah. I love it. And I just think that's like fun to be like, hey, like this is still in my closet. I was actually thinking about it the other day and I was like, I should. It's pull- more realistic too. Like, cause I think as a blogger, you know, you have access to so much stuff and yeah, like people can relate to like you held on to this thing that you loved for you know five ten fifteen years yeah and I feel like the other day I was thinking about it because I wore those Zara um pumps and a bunch of people were like oh my gosh I remember like when you wore those and and I was like looking through my closet and I really was like wow there's like a lot of things from 2010 like 2011 2012 yeah. I still own and I was like I should like do a like a whole like restyle section oh, where I, I love like, that things. yeah because um, I definitely especially with coats like I, when I buy a coat like I buy a coat because I like love it and so like that's why I have so many and um I, I just feel like I like hold on to coats forever because mm-hmm. they're yeah. like a good investment and they like stay together well and absolutely yeah. I would say my shoes unfortunately are something like those Zara ones held together well but like I am hard on shoes so, like, living in New York is so hard oh. you go through shoes so so quickly because you walk so much more yeah yeah and so I feel like my my poor shoe collection like there's definitely times when I'm like I love these but like they have been tapped out too many times. I can't get them resold once more. Like yeah. they're like on their last leg and they they go to Goodwill. Yeah. I hear that. Last question for you. What is your favorite place to shop for lower end clothing? What's your like, where are your places for bargain buys? Yeah. So I feel like I was listening to Danielle Prescott's um, like answers mm-hmm. and 
she like it's funny it's like talking about like the fashion industry like I, I feel like she always has like thoughtful answers and when she said you know reformation I was kind of like oh that is good and she talked about like obviously like sustainability and blah 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 so like she said she never shops at Zara and I was like oh man because like I love Zara but it Mm -hmm. is like there's also like this conversation that needs to happen in fashion about like how are things being you know created to be sustainable Mm -hmm. um yeah and I think you know affordable means like different things to everybody um but I do think that secondhand like I shop on Poshmark and I shop on the real real a lot again the real real is obviously like higher end but like to Danielle's point I feel like when I'm looking for something that I feel like I'm getting a bargain on something that like is gonna last me a long time Mm -hmm. like I feel like I go to the real real but have you been to the real real store in Soho yes it's so pretty it's so pretty like I get overwhelmed by the real real site oh yeah I because Unless you're searching for something very specific and you're like, I know exactly what I want. I'm going to type yeah. it in and find it. Yeah. But if I'm just like, I'm going to browse, like I go oh, through two pages luck. and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I don't have that yeah. in me. Oh, but I love browsing the, though. I'll set the store, like my colors, my designers, my size, and I'll just yeah. search through. And then I suddenly have like $5,000 of things in my cart and Ugh. have to like take, like X out oh, my yeah. browser. You're so much better than me. I get overwhelmed. It's the same thing as like shopping at ASOS. Like if yeah. you are just like, I'm going to browse, I'm like too you much. You have to do it when you're like calm. Yeah. Like, it's like a good like watching the bachelor kind of activity yes Mm -hmm. and it's actually so funny like I have a list of like things that I want Mm -hmm. that are like designer things like from years ago or whatever and so sometimes I'll go on like the real real like once a month and like type them in and be like do they have any like I'll like oh I love that to search for them you should do eBay save searches yeah I have that for a few eBay like kind of overwhelms me sometimes yeah like I like I get you can do safe searches but sometimes I'm like is this like I feel like with the real real I do feel like it's authentic and you Mm -hmm. know the condition it's gonna come in but like that Stella McCartney like botanical trench coat yeah um that I have that was like one of the things where I was like I will find this and then finally one day I was like I found it and then like when it's also in your size you're like oh my god that's the best feeling yeah um but yeah I definitely have like certain things but I would say like I the other places that I would say I find like affordable amazing fashion are ASOS which mm-hmm. I know you were saying like overwhelmed but I love oh I've gotten such good things there yeah. it's just you like find the best stuff at ASOS. I like it I like go down ASOS like rabbit holes and search 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 and then I do I like love Zara um and I think that you know while some of these things are fast fashion and there's some questions about like kind of how they can obviously like move forward with like sustainability and figure those things out I I do feel like they do a pretty good job of creating like quality goods at at a certain price so let's transition into the other things that we always talk about we always talk about our obsessions what we're liking on Instagram and what we're reading yes yeah so Grace what are you oh oh. (laughs) Jinx Jinx Becca what are you obsessed with right now I'm obsessed with Madewell's tall jeans Ooh. so I so Becca's 5'10". Wait, for reference. Okay, 5'10". I'm 5'10". Okay. Yeah. And I I carry most of my height in my legs. So yeah. I need like a 32-inch inseam. And most jeans are like 29 or 30. So I've never owned a pair of like cute ankle jeans or like step hem jeans because like I can't wear yeah. regular jeans. They would like look like capris on me. Oh. Like, they would be so ugly. Yeah. So anyway, I've been looking for jeans and Madewell has tall jeans online and they also have taller jeans so they have like two sizes of tall oh cool. and I bought a pair I figured out what my size is the annoying thing is that they only carry tall sizes online 
But I bought a whole bunch of them, figured out my size, and now I ordered more that are still coming. But I'm very, very excited because I used to love um, Air, A-Y-R, had tall jeans and they've been out of stock on their site for forever, for like a year and a half. Oh, interesting. And it's like sign up for an alert when this is restocked and it's just never been restocked in the tall inseam. So I feel like not enough companies make long inseam jeans. Yeah. Mm. And that's obviously not something you can like tailor or like have that, you know. No, like you're like add more. Yeah. Add yeah. take the take the one centimeter hem down and it's like yeah, no, it's yeah. not gonna help you. No, it's not gonna help. Yeah. So I'm very excited. And I got a pair specifically that's like the um distressed hem, like which I've never been able to own before because usually oh. Welcome to those look stupid on me that yeah. are supposed to be ankle jeans because they're not ankle jeans for people who are five ten. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm very excited. Grace, what about you? What is your thing? So mine's an artist, and her website is melving.com, and she makes these really cool collages. So I first became aware of her because of Natalie, who we were talking about earlier, had this amazing bird piece. And it's kind of like collages. Like she takes um, different materials and cuts them out, and then she forms these objects. So I have this new one. It's a face. It's over there. Oh, my God. I love these. She has famous people, too. I love the um, Margot Tenenbaum one. Yeah. Yeah, she's really talented and her pieces are incredible and I'm I can't wait for her to have more birds because I love the birds, but I love my face. Um her stuff is just very very cool and it's really special and unique and I'm taking mine to the framer next week. Taken out of context, I really like that. I love my face. <laughs> I love my face. <laughs> my face from her. Blair, what yeah. about you? What is something that you are obsessed with right now? I have been trying to up my jewelry game. So I feel like I go in phases where um, mm-hmm. I'm like super into wearing jewelry and then I go back to like just kind of minimalist. Um, so right now I've been looking for kind of like new cool jewelry companies and I just bought these really cool kind of ombre birthstone rings from a brand local electric. She's wearing, really them right She's wearing now. them right now. And we were both like, whoa, what are those? They're <laughs> super fun. And then I also just got a necklace, which I think I just took off before I came here, but um, from a, a really pretty jewelry company that again is like, it's um, like fine and, and mm-hmm. semi-precious. Um, and, but it's like still like really fun and interesting. It's called The Last Line. I need to check that out. I'm on so, their site right now. And like, I'm seeing a lot of things I want, like the yeah, emerald ring. I know. They're really cute. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to like dip more into jewelry but like local electric and um the last line have been two two brands that I've gotten things from that I really really enjoy I love that I know we'll stay on you what is your what's your favorite thing on Instagram right now who's your like best recent follow Ooh, wait you know you have to skip me Grace you have to go first I have to think about it mine's Diane Keaton I did not know she was on Instagram I didn't either um so I read this bizarre article that hit the link to I think in her um in her newsletter and she's posting, she's like discovered the OOTD hashtag and oh is my posting God. all of her outfits. So it, the article is like, Diane Keaton is like your favorite new fashion blogger. And I, I mean, I've always just loved her as an actress. So it's really fun to follow her and see her outfits. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. What's yours, Becca? Okay. So I talked about this in our episode with Jared, but I'm on an Instagram purge right now where I'm trying to like unfollow people because I want to spend less time on social media so I don't have a new one but I will tell you my favorite thing I saw on social media and I'm like a week late to this because I don't know what it is I wish that this was last week when it was near Valentine's Day so the El Paso Zoo had this campaign where they will name a cockroach after your ex and feed it to a live animal oh 
my god i don't know how i feel about that because i generally like to like spread like good vibes and like be a positive person but that's incredible i like i love that so much it's a genius marketing campaign like it's hilarious i feel like zoos are like upping their social media game like with fiona in like the cincinnati Mm -hmm. zoo like they're really they're catching on they're like finding ways to like market themselves quite well seriously i thought this was hilarious yeah that is so funny okay so i guess it's like my turn um i would say actually um one of my like recent follows that (laughs) this has nothing to do with fashion but i am obsessed with dogs um, me too really really and you love Tyrion, and i love Tyrion. like jury's still on whether Tyrion loves me he was circling earlier and like being very flirtatious towards you but um my parents have two rescue dogs and um like are pretty passionate about rescues and my mom volunteers and so she forwarded me um social teas nyc they rescue dogs and bring them back here to new york where they have like a big network of like foster homes but they like home them so that, like, a lot okay. of the dogs like get acclimated to like new york city first but it's just like a really sweet follow and i love following dog accounts like wait what is it social it's like social um T-E-E-S-N-Y-C. But they just have like some cute puppers on there. And it makes me so happy when even if I can't get one, when somebody else adopts them. I need to Um, follow this. I follow a lot of rescue accounts because I'm like dreaming about my future dog. And this isn't one of mine. Yeah, it's um, it's really good. And I think they just do a really, really good job. And it's just so sweet when you see when you see them get adopted. Um, But those are always like, I feel like I need to break up my feed. So to your point, it's like I always do like a little bit of purge, but I always like to have like a good assortment. Yeah. Um, so I feel like dogs are always like one of my buckets where I'm like, all right, 25% dog accounts. Me too. Um, yeah. Me too. I feel that way about cats. What about reading? Grace, what did you read this week? So I am now reading book two of the Neapolitan Quartet, which is called, the second book is called the story of a new name and so these are if you're if you're new here um elena ferrante's books and it started with my brilliant friend and so the story of the of a new name is now the one of the main characters has gotten married so this these books i'm all over the place these books follow these two women throughout their lives so starting in childhood and adolescence and that's the first book and now one of them is married and the other one is in high school so it's um it goes all the way through their whole lives like starting in the 50s and And this is becoming an hbo series right it is and i watched the first episode um last week and it's very good but it is um it's in italian with subtitles so you have to really focus so I like I'm like a bad TV watcher because I like to also be like maybe working on my blog, maybe online shopping, like doing mm-hmm. a, a secondary activity, maybe playing Candy Crush. And so I need to actually focus. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. I'm focusing. Yeah. 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 That's hard. I haven't been very focused this week. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. What about you? Um. So I read an advanced copy of a book. I can't tell if this is annoying or not to talk about advanced copies that aren't out yet but also like I'm doing the work for you of finding cool things that are coming Um, but this book is out in June it's called Fake It Till You Break It by Jennifer Nugent and it's a YA book it kind of reminded me of To All the Boys I Loved Before so it's like one of my schmaltzy high school romances that I love in a YA book Um, and it's about uh, this these two neighbors who live across the street and their parents really think that they're destined to be together so they decide to fake a relationship to get their parents off of their back but then they end up falling in love it's very cute that is cute it was like a perfect plain read that I read it in one afternoon and um 
controversial opinion I liked it more than to all the boys I loved before which I know everyone Ooh. is like very hyped about but I thought this one was like oh. well if it's being compared to, to all the boys I loved I'll probably hate it so <laughs> it's not your it's not your wheelhouse it's not my wheelhouse but okay. I really liked it and I okay. think a lot of our listeners who love to all the boys I loved before would be awesome. very into it so keep an eye out for it in June yeah I'll try to remember to re-mention it when it comes out what about you Blair um, so everybody get back in your time machine and go back to like two years ago. I just finished um, Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, but it's so, so good. So good. It yeah. was good. Um, Grace was um, poking fun at me because we were on um, a little trip, I guess, in the fall. Yeah. And I just don't read enough. Um, well, you were and- like, I w- she was like, I don't really read. I don't really watch TV. I don't really watch movies. What were the other things that I like to do? Oh, I don't really go to Broadway plays either. Um, I like to travel. I like to like hang out and like go to dinner with my friends and like spend yeah. time with like. But yeah, it was so funny. I was like, gosh, I guess I do need to like read more. But um, what's your no. like? It's about evening, what you like doing. What's your evening wind down activity? Yeah, I don't know. I just I guess it's I feel like I'm like. I will watch mindless shows. I think my problem yeah. is, is that I, I feel like if I get too far behind on like a sequential show, it almost feels like a to-do list. I totally and I feel yeah. overwhelmed by it. But like, oh, like Law and Order and Criminal Minds like all day long. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I won't watch like, I'll watch like maybe one after dinner. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know. But I am. I'm going to get back into reading. I promise. <laughs> so if you are looking for something to read, we have our book club next week. Yes. And we're having Ashley Spivey join us from both the bachelor fame and spivey's book club yes i didn't know she was on the bachelor i just knew she knew about her facebook group i don't watch the bachelor so i didn't know that either yeah. but we're reading 99 percent mine by sally thorne which is a rom-com she's also the author of the hating game which, which we loved we did not love grace loved i thought <laughs> I it was pretty mad i love it fight. i loved it so much we're gonna fight um, but in the meantime, Blair, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, Blair, you oh. get your desperation minute now. So oh, tell I us do. Everything. You get your own. Um, so I run a website, the-atlantic-pacific.com. Uh, and then I also have an Instagram handle, which um, I made so long ago, I made it really complicated, which is Blair Edie, and then my initials, B-E-E, B-L-A-I-R-E-A-D-I-E, B-E-E. I continue to think about changing it, but I like it. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that that's where I'm like the most active. That's where you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grace, where, where can find people me. find you on the internet? Um, I'm at Grace Atwood and my blog is thestripe.com. And I'm at Becca M. Freeman. So come talk to us on the internet and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.